<laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is actually fun fact. The third time we have tried to record this episode. Mm-hmm. So the first time, what we were rushing the first mm-hmm. time. We had like forty minutes, and we ran over. It was so we had abruptly. It was just the cat was making noise. Leia slammed the door. It, it, was, was, it was a lot. Oh, I was like, oh my god! And then the second time. We were just off. I don't know. We were tired. I was very tired, guys. It I was, was very tired. That was I had wild. an attitude. I had to get with Jesus and, you know, it's all just, that. <laughs> it's crazy how much uh-huh. all of that can, like, show through even just your voice. Yep. But this time, this time's different. This time. This time we uh, we had time to pray. We got our tea. Yeah. We're relaxed. We're relaxed. Lay is asleep. This is good. This Listen is good. Listen to the quiet story. I can't do the nighttime voice. That sounds crazy. It's okay. <laughs> we'll just pretend it's daytime. I can daytime do the morning voice. The... Like, hey guys, welcome to 104.3 Jam. How do like, you know I... what they sound like in the morning? I mean, I've listened to the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. I've listened to it before. You're not going to do this, okay? You're not. This you know you third. wake up on the afternoon drive. <laughs> Bro, you anyway, wake up and it's the mix show DJ anyway. playing all the underground music. Oh my gosh. You're not going to treat me like this. I'm sorry. So what are we talking about today? <clears throat> We're talking about love today. Okay. All right. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right, guys. So welcome back to the Real Love Podcast with Ashley and Brandon. Um, I think they know who we are at this point, but uh, the girl that's talking is Ashley. And the man that you hear is Brandon. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, we like like I said earlier, we've we've tried recording this episode. This is the third time, mm-hmm. and you know, I think obviously we take this seriously, mm-hmm. right? And there's we oh first thank you guys for all of the feedback from. Those first three episodes that yeah, came out last you. week, we've gotten amazing reviews on mm-hmm. social media. Um, a couple of people actually left reviews on iTunes. We've got a five star rating right now. That's what's up. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you guys for that. Um, but one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we've gotten, whether it's privately or on one of those public forums, has been that you know everything just sounds natural. It's like you're just sitting on a conversation with a couple of friends. And we don't take that lightly. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to reflect the kingdom of God. And, you know, we want to, you know, marriage is a serious topic. Yeah. Right. We want to keep the conversation as lighthearted as we can. Um, Or I shouldn't say lighthearted. That makes it sound like we're trying to be goofy. Right. It's a serious thing, um, but we don't want to just jump in like, open your Bibles to... James chapter like I mean you know what I mean right not to say that the word is not important um because we're gonna it's gonna be gradual like we did like the first bit was kind of like get to know us and that'll continue Mm -hmm. throughout all of the podcasts but we're gonna get deeper and deeper and deeper as they go along so by about Thanksgiving it's gonna be like whoa right this is some heavy stuff but it's not we didn't want to just hit everybody in the face with it out the door like you know what i mean right right so with that said um when you told me your vision for this episode i was like okay and one of the things we've been kind of struggling with balancing is okay how do we carry out the seriousness of the message without it feeling like all right turn to page 
237. Mm-hmm. Let's go through chapter by chapter. Yeah. Johnny, will you read? Like, you know, <laughs> Yolanda, read. <laughs> that's, 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 you know, so that was, that's the risk that we were running. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited. So why don't you tell them more about, um, you know, what this episode is going to be, how it's going to go. So we're talking about love. And we're going to go through first what the Bible says about love. And then we're going to give you guys some examples um, or just kind of tell our story uh, a little bit on how we did show love the right way and then how we did it. And then we're going to go back to we're just going to go back and forth between our experiences, how we treated each other and then what the word says to hopefully bring it home so that you can relate to it. So you can see, okay, this is what the word says and based on what the word says, which what we're going to read is super, super clear. There's not going to be a lot of, well, that's up to your interpretation. Uh, well, it, uh, it's right there. So <laughs> um, <laughs> you interpret it how you want. But I mean, it's very plain. Um, so we're going to go through that. So when you walk away, it's like, OK, so I probably shouldn't say that to my spouse or to my friend or to my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, or I should do these things in the future to show God's love. So. We're going to hit um, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. And this is, I mean, everyone's really familiar with it. So we're going to go through it, but we're going to um, really break down the scriptures mm-hmm. so that um, it's understood, like, what love looks like. <clears throat> so it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. One of my favorite parts is um, never gives up. Um, I know that sounds really like, I don't know, simple in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Um, At least to me, it did for a really long time. And then once I got married, I was just like, okay. So the Bible says that love, God's love, never gives up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that, oh, but in circum- certain you know circumstances, you could just throw in the towel and don't worry about it. It's, it's hopeless. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't be patient. You don't have to be kind. Like all of these things have at one point or another been very difficult for me to do. Like being all of these things. And no one's saying that you should be perfect. But we should strive to be like Jesus Um, and that never give up part. There have been days where I was just like, you know what? Tomorrow we'll try tomorrow because not today, (laughs) not today. He done got on my nerves and I'm not even trying to walk in love like Mm -hmm. and he didn't even say sorry. Nope. Tomorrow, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but that's not love. So, wow, I guess I just told him myself. So it's your turn to tell us how you walked or didn't walk in love got you i mean just looking at these i guess the biggest one that stands out is the first part right love is patient and kind um i am not a very patient person like just really shut up you know that no like what's correct no i'm being i was being for real Uh, i am very impatient like i feel like i am like 10 times more impatient than you so, for ha- perhaps I exercise more restraint mm-hmm. at times, <clears throat> but like, and I think we talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there is a part of patience that's just like that external part that people see. Like, okay, you waited 
and didn't flip out during the waiting process. Right. right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like patience is like internally. How are you while you're waiting? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not good at waiting patiently. Now, I'm not going to jump the gun and try to do things too soon. But it's like, let's say I've got salmon in the oven, right? Mm -hmm. I know not to keep opening the oven because it's not going (laughs) to cook the right way. But I'm definitely about to just sit at the stove, like watching the little clock blinking. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe that's a terrible example because I don't do that. Actually, I set the timer and I move on. But I'm sorry. I just looked this up. Um, the definition of patience and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did not want to forget. So it says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Yeah. Without getting angry or upset. And that's the part. Last part. Right. (laughs) That's the part that I deal with. Mm -hmm. Right. So like I got a good game face. I got a good poker face. Right. But I get frustrated. Like, and I get frustrated when people talk slow. I get frustrated when people... You know, that is so interesting that you would say... I'm joking. (laughs) I get frustrated. It's not even the talking slow. Uh It's the talking in circles. Like, people say words that don't need to be there to get to a point that that they've made, like, five words in. Yeah. Like, I was on a call today, and this man just kept telling the same story over Mm -hmm. and over again. Mm -hmm. But he would do it in a way where I could never get in and say, hey, this is the solution. Right. Right. Like, I hate that. And I'm not patient in those situations because like internally, like I said, I might just stay on the phone and be like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." but internally, I'm like, oh, my God, get off my phone. Like, shut up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's not the right response. Right. (laughs) But I've been there. (laughs) But I mean, you know, what's crazy is like eventually that all of that turmoil on the inside definitely shows on the outside. It does. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I make faces or at least you tell me I make faces. I've never seen these faces. You do. But, (laughs) you know, so it's like other people can tell that I'm not patient, Mm -hmm. depending on what the situation is. Um, And that was definitely the same example with something I had to deal with or get through or work on in our relationship because you're a talker, you know, and I was not used (laughs) to the idea of someone talking just to vent like where I'm from is like we talk to get things done or we don't talk at all. And mm-hmm. so it's like, if you come up to me, I'm assuming you have a solution mm-hmm. or you're asking for a solution. Gotcha. And so there were times where like you would come up to me and you'll be like, you know, I got this going on, that going on, whatever, whatever. And I'll be like, okay, well, yeah, so do X, Y, Z. And you're like, I'm not asking you for a solution. I know what to do. And internally, I'm like, so why the heck are you talking to me right now? Mm-hmm. But externally, I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. Cool. Well, let me know what to say next time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's out of this whole list. I think that's the biggest one for me is the patience. <clears throat> mm-hmm. mm. um, I've definitely been rude before. Um, that's obviously not something that I'm proud of. And sorry, guys, I keep. Moving my mic. Um, definitely been irritable before. Keeping record of being wronged. Absolutely. Um, let's see. And then I've already hit on the never giving up and never losing faith. Always being hopeful. Mm-hmm. 
endures through every circumstance that that's verse seven, by the way, excuse me, but that, that hits me hard. Mm. I mean, that's all lumped into one verse seven. Love never gives up, never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I mean, yeah, that definitely, I think it's interesting that that comes last, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I don't know. I feel like that shows just how hard it is to get through the first parts, you know, like it's hard to be patient. It's hard to be kind or whatever, like so much so that he has to remind you not to give up. Like, by the way, if you thought all this was hard, also you can't give up or you shouldn't give up, be hopeful, endure. Right. And so it's like one of those clues. Okay. Things are not going to be easy for you. And I think, um, where was it? So yeah, the keeping no record of being wrong, as you pointed out, like, and that was definitely something that I, um, struggled with. And I don't know. I feel like it kind of presents itself in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Like I was never one to like, <laughs> I didn't write it down, keep a list. Like, like you journal. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like things stay fresh in your mind because you, you have time to think about it and you, mm-hmm. then you write them down mm-hmm. and at any point you can like go back and read the journal. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, every point in space and time runs together. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in this office today, it's just like it was eight months ago, mm-hmm. you know, well, except eight months ago, there were different decorations, but still, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> my point is like everything runs together, but that is the part that makes it tricky too. Because it's like, I don't think about a situation until it happens again. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, because I compartmentalize, I've opened this box. I haven't dealt with these things in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And so now, whenever something comes up again, you're getting three times the wrath, so to speak. Because I just opened this box and it's got all this inside it. Right. You know, and I think that was one of the biggest things I had to overcome or learn about myself in order to be a better husband because it'd be something as simple as like, did you, I don't know, maybe a bill or maybe you bought something online or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, it wouldn't even be like a lot of money or whatever, but all of a sudden I'm thinking about different times where, you know, you bought something or something happened, whatever. Right. And it's like, dang, like, why am I, talking to her like this like none of those times were really that serious but because I didn't express it the right way the first time Mm -hmm. here we are today right um I like how I like how it starts off talking about what love is so that once you get to verse seven it's easy to identify when you're not walking in love is how I look at it Mm. it goes through um you know the first the first few talking about love is patient and kind and You know, verse six says it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Um, And then verse seven wraps it up by saying love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So it's still going on to talk about what love is. But I feel like that last verse really helps you focus on, am I walking in love if I am not doing these things? Am I walking in God's love? 
And the first part just kind of gives you a blueprint on if I feel like I am giving up, I am losing faith, I'm not hopeful and I'm not enduring. What is God's love? What does it look like? And how do I walk that out? And so then you refer back to four through six when it talks about love is patient and kind. And you can kind of do like what we did. Look up patience. Google. Hello. Right. <laughs> you know, and say, OK, so I feel like I am patient. And it's like, well, no, because just like what we said, you know, patience is, you know, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. So with that first verse, you're able to see there's that blueprint. Love is it's patient. But what is patient? So if I'm not if I'm not able to walk out verse um, seven with all of those things in mind and I feel like I'm getting angry because I mean, the way I think about it is like if I'm really like, no, I know that I show love. I know that I'm. You know, whatever. Mm. And then someone brings some attention like, well, you kind of did like blow up when this was going on. And you kind of did all the while. while I'm like, well, I mean, I, you know, I love her. You know, that's my sister. You know, she uh, that's my sister in Christ. Like I would never like, you know, and then I look back at this and I'm like, eh, maybe I wasn't really patient or maybe I don't understand what patience is. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's one thing I would encourage everyone to do. Let me I'm going to look up some definitions here i think that would help um let's see kindness the quality of being friendly generous and considerate um i like that it's all together it didn't Mm. say being friendly generous or considerate right like you can just be one of them and you're kind Uh. no friendly generous and considerate Mm. All of those things together. So I can you can see why very quickly love is such a big deal. Um, I can't remember the verse and I'll look it up in a second. But um, anyway, love is a big deal because when you do break down all these things that love is, you get to see like this involves a lot. And I can very easily be falling out of love by not doing one of these things. Um, and it could be something like patience or kindness. Um, let's see. I want to look up jealous, actually, because mm-hmm. I think that I do this, too. I'll be like, well, no, I'm not jealous. What? No, I'm not. Let's see what it says. Feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Hmm. Hmm. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Been there quite a few times. (laughs) Well, let's talk about one. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let me see. Um, When you started your business, like when you really started getting it up off the ground, Mm -hmm. I really felt left out and not because of anything that you did or said, because you always included me on things. As for my advice, um, if nothing else, I would, um, I would look over things and make sure that things were spelled right, that it mm. didn't sound too harsh and stuff like that. So you always included me in things. I was just, there was something going on in me where I felt like at that time I wasn't enough or um, I wasn't, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. I wasn't enough. I wasn't important. Mm. Um, And so I'm like, 
to be important, I need to have everything that my husband has. And if I don't, then I'm going to be overlooked. And so I grew very jealous of what you had because I would see um, the reviews that he would get in and people singing his praises and thank you so much for this advice and this helps so much and da, 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 da. And um, hmm, we may get into this another time, but as a wife, I allowed the enemy to creep in like he did in the garden and say, but he doesn't thank you for cleaning the kitchen, but he's all up in his room and soaking up all this praise for doing this stuff. But you've been doing this for how many years of your marriage and he's never thanked you once, which is not true. But, but you know, when you're upset in the moment, you're just like, you're right. He ain't never. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, um, so I think that that really fueled or I allowed it to really fuel my jealousy mm. and it started to turn into anger. And that's where I had to catch it. Right. Um, when I caught myself lashing out at you or treating you badly. Because I was, it started off as jealousy. I was jealous, but that was because of brokenness in me mm. that instead of addressing, I just was like, well, why does he get to da 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 da? And why can't I have, you know, A, B, C, D or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's really, that's not going to be, you know, not to get too deep, but that is not, that fire is not going to be put out. Um, with anything else, but really understanding who you are, male or female in Christ mm-hmm. and, you know, what you're called to do, what your purpose is and your specific calling is, um, and walking that out and then communicating, which we're going to talk about in another podcast. But, mm-hmm. um, if it's a situation in your marriage where you're feeling that way, like I was then communicating that with your spouse, um, especially if you guys are believers, which we don't really know how to advise people that are not. Because where we draw our strength and our wisdom and um, everything from is from God. So I don't really know outside of that how you do it. Um, Oh, my goodness. I would jump off a building. But anyway, um, I mean, thank God for Jesus. But, um, you know, it's really you're going to have to talk to your spouse and say, hey, like as your prayer partner, say, hey, I am going through this and this is how I feel. And that's what I had to do with Brandon. Um, And I know it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be like. You catch it the first second it happens, and then it's like almost never gonna be pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> that's true. Look, I was sitting here like, is it? No, it's not. It's really not. Um, but yeah, and if you don't, if you feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, we don't really have. Hmm. I won't say that we don't have a lot of this in our relationship, but, um, well, I won't say that. But if you feel like. I was going to say if they feel like, well, I'm so upset or I don't feel close enough to my spouse to talk to them about this specific thing. Who do I talk to? Like, I want to honor God. I still want to please him. I don't want to do something that's going to, you know, shame the Holy Spirit or grieve him. Like, how do I handle that and honor and respect my husband or my wife or, you know, love my wife or whatever? Right. You know, I remember when we were, um, we were doing counseling and something your dad told me, as a matter of fact, this wasn't even during the counseling. This was, <laughs> I met up with your dad before we were officially dating, I guess like just to meet him officially for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we talked, it was really just like a very like introductory, like, Oh, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Yeah. Da da da. And 
I don't know how we got on the subject, but we weren't even like we met up at like a coffee shop mm-hmm. and we were outside in the parking lot talking like before I left. Gotcha. And one of the things he told me at that time was like, well, yeah, man, like I have, you know, this list of people that I can talk to about uh, my marriage or whatever that will set me straight. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like basically like they, it was like a, this approved list of like men that your mom knew and was comfortable with him sharing information with. Mm-hmm. And he had, she had the same for him. So he was like, basically, you know, I know that these people won't give me the wrong advice. They're not going to be speaking out of themselves. Yeah. And so my wife trusts me to talk to these people. Right. Right. And I think that's that's probably important to have. You're right. We don't really deal with that a lot in our relationship, mostly on my side, because I don't like talking to people. Yeah. Which is funny when you have a podcast. But right. <laughs> it really is. Right. I think we've both gotten a lot better. Um, mm. And I wouldn't say that we don't have people. I don't think that we've. Which we should look after this podcast is over. We probably have this conversation, but we should probably sit down and have like a formal conversation on, okay, is this person cool? Is this person cool? You know, but I will say since we've been at the church we're in, we definitely, I think we do have those people. Right. We just haven't like sat down and had a formal meeting to say, you're our people now. Right. Like, you know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, you know, before I forget, we were talking about, um, dealing with jealousy. Mm-hmm. And I remember earlier on, I dealt with the same thing. Like you were talking about being jealous of the business or whatever accomplishments you felt like there were. Yeah. And I had the same issues going on earlier where, um, you know, we were trying to move to a different city and that fell mm-hmm. through. And, yeah. um, and there were all kinds of things going on, but, all around the same time, you know, mm-hmm. I found out I wasn't going to be able to move for this job that I really wanted. And, um, the car died. So we had to buy a new car. Yeah. Right. But that was the new car was your daily driver. Yeah. Um, and then we got a new apartment or whatever, but I, I remember coming, walking through that season feeling like you had won. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think the biggest issue was that I was looking at us as two individuals mm-hmm. and not one team you know and so it's like you know now a win for me is a win for you right right? like if you're feeling comfortable where you are in your skin you know then that's good that means I can rest easily right right? if the business is growing and thriving then we have more money to put towards savings or uh, blow money whatever it is we decide we want to do with it right so it's like all of these things work together for good right but no all these things <laughs> i was like why is he cracking a smile i should have known it's funny but Silly. no i mean all of these things are helpful yeah. but when we do that tit for tat thing it's very easy for jealousy to creep in because it's like well what's the standard right if i make 50 dollars today and you make 20 am i better than you mm-hmm. right um if you had to go out of the house to make your money but I was able to make my money sitting back on the couch, right? Like what? So then it's you get into these weird things, and it's, I guess this is a 
conversation that could go a lot of different ways so i'll try to keep it yeah. short i was really just like i'm over here like making mental notes like there are so many great points that would need to be made so we'll try to just stick on the because i'm sure people are listening like oh wow they could go here they could go there i mean this could be a two hour long podcast so right. we won't do it to you but <laughs> we won't do it to ourselves either right <laughs> right it's so late by the way <laughs> but um no nah, so it's like I remember just earlier on feeling like I had to win, go out and win on my side and you Mm -hmm. were going to go out and win on your side. And so it was like, if one of us fell short then, and the other one didn't, then it's like, dang, like, why am I not getting like her? You know? And so, yeah, like I remember that situation. I was like very jealous of you. Like she's got the shiny new car, you know what I'm saying? Like I bought her a ring. Obviously I wear a wedding ring, but dude's wedding ring ain't as, ain't as blinged out they're not as important right like you start going like you really go line by line through like all the things that the wife gets that's better right and as a man you know we're kind of taught to give our wives the best of ourselves mm-hmm. often at the expense of ourselves mm-hmm. right and so it's like you can do that in an unhealthy way yeah and so it'd be like all right i'm gonna wear this same white tee and blue jeans and I'm going to give her the best of everything, not realizing that I'm like harboring jealousy over it, you know. So there's so many ways that jealousy can take root. And we talked about it. I feel like we talked about this before, but it kind of goes ties into the selfishness and all of that. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find the scripture. Um, Ephesians 525 is what it is. Mm. Um, give me one second. While you're going through that, mm-hmm. I decided to look up jealousy. Um, I just did that. You did. You did. I didn't look it up in the dictionary. Oh. So I've got this app. I don't remember what it's called. But it's like an app where you can put in a word and it mm-hmm. finds all the references to that word in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so jealousy, it's most often referred to like between God and Israel like you've heard like I'm a jealous God and like Deuteronomy says they provoked him to jealousy with strange gods with abominations they provoked him to anger right like so it's like for God jealousy is like putting anything in place of him Mm -hmm. in any situation and you think about like it's so much worse than anger it's like how dare you right and so I guess it's it's hard for me to reconcile. Like, okay, so Proverbs 6.34 says, For jealousy is the rage of a man, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Right? So jealousy is the emotion that comes across, right? And then vengeance is what you do with it, right? Like, I'm going to, you, you, you shot my cat, I'm going to kill your dog. That's, that's the opposite. But that's a Jay-Z line. What? No. <laughs> that's what if you shoot my dog I'm gonna kill your cat it's unwritten rules in rap that's what he said but anyway that's that's vengeance right and so it's like this eye for an eye attitude right and we feel like we have to do something to get back at people mm-hmm. all that is just as an offshoot of jealousy like how dare they wrong me how dare they have something that I want like mm-hmm. it's, it's there's so much that can go into that too but I'm sorry you were looking up something um, so we, you were talking about, I know that was a good point, but you were talking about 
um, you know, the husbands giving, giving up so much, um, of themselves, you know, at the expense of, well, for their wives. Um, at this, okay. It's late. Anyway, <laughs> y'all know what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> Ephesians five twenty five says, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. And then it says in 26 to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word 27 and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and uh, again, it's so <laughs> it's difficult to not just go all deep into this because right. y'all it is late and I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> I love y'all, but, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just going to give you a little surface. But when I look at that, what I am reading is I'm, I'm the first thing I think is labor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I know the moms are like, hmm, label. They don't have to go. No, that's not. But I mean, like, I'm thinking about a farmer. I'm thinking about what a farmer has to do um, before you can put those beautiful, fresh, green, yellow, red, orange vegetables, fruits on your table. Like, when you, that result that you get came after labor. And so that is what um, the husband is having to do. Because it's like you're what what you're getting is almost like you're just getting the clay and it's like form her. Right. You know? Right. Correct and, her, you know, train her, you know, stuff like that. Right. And I think what's interesting is like society as a whole doesn't really put the emphasis on giving to your wife in that way. Nope. Right. Like we talk about the ring and like how much money should a guy be making? Right. Like uh, how much should you spend on a date? Right. You, you hear about stuff like that. I don't. But right. Because um, <laughs> I was sitting here like, really? How much you should spend on a date? That's a whole nother podcast. But go ahead. Listen, yeah. Social media is crazy. That's what people be talking they about. They literally are crazy. But, <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying? but you hear about all those things. But yeah. You don't hear about like how to pour into a woman spiritually. Right. Yeah. Like, but. Just to kind of bring this full circle. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing my job spiritually and, you know, pouring into you, helping you understand more about yourself as you relate to God. Right. You know, the more I pour into you spiritually, the less you are driven by your emotions, the less you act out. Right. And for some people, it's emotional spending. For some people, it's uh, emotional eating. Some people just like don't talk to each other when they're angry. Right. Like, but the more I pour into you, the more you understand who you are spiritually, the less any of those things are likely to happen. Right. Right. And if that's the case, now you can go out in the world and operate with a clear head, a clear conscience and like just really make good decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. the types of ex- uh, decisions that often we assume that men make. And the reason we assume men make these good decisions is because supposedly they're not ruled by their emotions in the way that women are. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can go out and do all those things, it starts to show on the outside too. Right. You're not rushing to get dressed. So you look good. Right. You had time to, you know, throw some water on your face or whatever. You don't look disheveled. Right. right? You know, so all of those material things start to show up too. You're disciplined with how you spend your money. So when you want the new purse, just go in the savings and get it, right? And it's like, so all of those things that we're told that we're supposed to kind of come to you with and present you with, you're able to go out and get those things because of what we pour into you, mm-hmm. right? 
if I go out and make all the money in the world, it doesn't matter if I'm not helping you overcome your emotions so you're not spending all the money on dumb stuff, right? right? So, I don't know. That's I just find it interesting that we put, as a culture, like so much emphasis on one part but not the other when really it should be the other way around. Right. I like what you said um, about pouring into your wife so that she can do those things that I think some women are just trained that your husband's supposed to do 100% of the time Mm -hmm. and you just kind of sit and enjoy it. Um, Proverbs 31, it starts on verse 10, talks about um, a wife of noble character. And I love that it goes into, um, you know, what, what all she's doing. Because when you read it, when you really read and study it, it doesn't say that she's sitting at home painting her fingernails. And no, I'm not saying you cannot paint your paint your fingernails because I don't paint my own fingernails. I get my nails done. So nobody is saying you can't do that. But I'm just saying you you don't want to be lazy and use I have a husband as an excuse to be lazy. Um, because one of the verses, um, let's see, da, 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 verse 13 says um, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. 14, she is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. 15, she gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. 16, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. We're not going into all this, but y'all get my drift, okay? She's not just chilling. Where you get the money to buy a vineyard, though, bro? but I just I really I love that that you started that off talking about pouring into her because when it's a partnership and it's done the way that God designed it to be done Mm. and we're submitting to the God as a wife to the God and our husbands as he pours into us and helps us grow up and heal and mend whatever brokenness may be be in us and he's not our savior but he's helping lead us back to the lord as we're healing and growing and maturing and changing we're able to do these things but when we are being emotional and when we refuse to submit to the god that is in him um to pour into us Mm. then we can't do these things that she did um you definitely just said a bad word what? That S word. What? We'll have to talk about that word later. <laughs> Listen, y'all, that's a whole nother. So we might write that down. That's a whole nother podcast. But um, I hope you guys get the gist. I mean, I really love. But seriously, go singled, married, separated or not, whatever. Go read that. Proverbs 31, um, 10 through what is it? 30, 30, look at 31. There we go. Uh, <laughs> 10 through 30. I thought it was 30. 10 through 31. I really, really like it. And I really think that it'll bless you guys as well to see that. Um, and that's a whole nother thing. So I won't get all into that. But um, I'm very passionate about especially wives really understanding their worth and not in. Be careful and not in the way that that the world tries to tell you that you need to see your worth. OK, right. we're not trampling over our husbands. We are not disrespecting anyone because that's not even God's way. But we're understanding our worth and we're coming alongside our husbands to take back what the enemy has tried to steal Mm. um, and bring things back in order with the kingdom of God. 
Right. I don't know how we got all the way over here. Don't know. But I'll... No idea. We'll try to wrap this point up and get back to the conversation on love. But I just... I think, you know, all the points that you raise from the Proverbs 31 woman, so to speak, right, is like... They're important. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like for whatever reason, especially when you bring out that word submission, Mm -hmm. people have this view that a woman is supposed to be like docile and just like subdued. And it's like, well, that's not the case. Like my wife is not just here to fold my laundry and, you know, do other things. Right. Like it's show length, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, but if I'm running a company, right. Like my wife should be able to run that company in my absence. Yes. Right. Like a servant girl can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, but I think, you know, I think we have this, this flawed view of womanhood because we have a flawed view of manhood as well, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's a whole different topic for another day. But I feel like because of the flawed view of manhood, right. Women are like submit to what, for what, right. And so then that leads to, well, I'm a woman. I'm just as good as you are. I can do whatever it is. And then we right? fall out of line doing our own thing. And it's just, it's and just. And the a, whole thing is messed up. Right. It's, it's wild. But mm-hmm. again, I don't know how we got all the way over here. I'm no trying idea. To, it's like when you play the video game. You ever play Mario Kart and you like get on the grass and you can't get back to the road in time and it just puts you back. <laughs> Sorry. Just reset. Since you got all the way over here, let's start over. (laughs) Right. So let's go back to our last checkpoint. So we were in 1 Corinthians. 13. Okay. Verses 4 through 7. All right. Why was I all in the Old Testament? I'm not sure. All right. So, you know, the one part I remember when we were doing this before that kind of tripped us up was verse six. Love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. I remember we read that. We both had this face like, what in the world does that mean? So y'all already know what we about to do. (laughs) Google. (laughs) Hold on. To help us bring this home. And this is what you, um, Hmm. And this is what you have to do, like when you're reading the word. Um, now, I know people that have like all sorts of things that they books and things that they'll pull out to help them interpret things um, and really understand the word better. And usually I would be doing that, but I'm sitting in here with my phone. So um, injustice, lack of fairness or justice, an unjust act or occurrence. Um So, the only thing I can think of, and this is, this is an example that I'm not proud of, but there was someone, um, that I worked with that I was not super fond of, Mm. um, at the time I, my thought on her was she's annoying Mm. and something happened where someone took credit for something that she did Mm. and I was excited about it because Mm. I didn't like her. And I was just like, great. Right. And see, that's an interesting example because, 
you know, one thing that I do to try to help understand the Bible better is I'll just flip through different translations yep. until something starts to make sense. Yep. Right. So the, I have never heard of this version. The Christian standard Bible puts it this way. First uh, Corinthians 13 and six says, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Right. And so that goes right along with what you just said, that example you just gave. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be very well and true that the girl that you don't like is a slacker. She's not doing her job the right way. Whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was wrong for that other person to take credit. Right. Right. And so you shouldn't be excited that the other person took credit. Right. Right. Like no matter how you feel about that person, you should want the you should be delighted when the right things are done right which is the ending of that verse mm -hmm. yeah what does it say when truth oh, let's go back <laughs> so going back to nlt but rejoices with the truth well that's niv okay. what does nlt say uh nlt says it does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out yeah so that goes in perfectly with what you just said yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like where that comes up in like relationships. I'm sure there's yeah. been a time, right? Um, let me see. I know there's a time. I can. It's almost like on the tip of my tongue where I've oh, where I've been done something wrong in my past life. <laughs> <laughs> feel like the 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 biggest the best example i can think of is as parents mm -hmm. right when you tell your kid not to do something and they decide to do it anyway and you know what we literally dealt with the situation this morning right i wasn't excited i mean <laughs> okay so maybe i have to confess i shouldn't say i was excited right? i wasn't i honestly was heartbroken because i knew it was going to be a thing when she got home but anyway go ahead so our daughter um, just got a recorder from school, mm -hmm. right? And you know how kids are. They get new things. They, they want to have it in their hand every five seconds. Right. So this morning she leaves for school or she's about to leave for the bus stop. She's got the thing in her hand, right? And you told her. I said, baby, put it in your book bag because if you have it in your hand, it's more likely you're going to put it down somewhere, forget about it and lose it. Mm -hmm. So she puts it in a book bag off to the bus stop. Then I get a call and I'm like, who is this? It's her bus driver. Like, hey, Leia dropped her recorder outside um, and she wants to know if you can. By the way, her bus driver is so sweet. But anyway, she's like, she wants to know if you can go out there and see if it's still out there on the sidewalk. And I said, um, OK. And then she gets off the phone. She's like, OK, thank you. I'm thinking, how did her her recorder fall out of her zipped up book bag onto the concrete? my CSI uh, <laughs> antennas are tingling like this doesn't make sense <laughs> right and so you text me and told me and my initial reaction was like well that's how it goes right like should have listened like no oh, compassion well. like right. and I was like borderline excited like okay next time she's gonna do what we told her to do right <laughs> yes terrible but yeah i mean no i'm i've that there have been times where i literally was just like 
you should have listened. Right. So I definitely understand. But today wasn't one of those times because she comes home every day mm-hmm. and she's practicing and all that. Like she loves it. I mean, anyone that knows our baby, she loves music. And right. so she just was so excited. And so I was heartbroken. Not that we can't get her another one. It's five dollars. Right. But it's just like I knew that from that until she gets another one, she was going to be like all up in arms and oh, whatever. So. Right. And so it's like there's a way to want the right things to happen Mm -hmm. without wishing the wrong things on people. Right. Right. Or being glad or yeah, being glad or um, happy or whatever. Right. Right. When it doesn't go their way or something like, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, like there was this one time, oh man, this girl, this was in high school that was like really mean to me. Mm -hmm. She um, came to school late. She was in my homeroom. And she came to school late and the teacher was like, what happened? You're late. Da, da, da. And she was like, well, I was in an accident and I literally had to go to the bathroom because I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what she gets for being evil. Like that was not okay. Like that was a terrible example. I mean, it was a good example, but the way I acted terrible. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, overall, I just think it's so the Bible is cool in that it doesn't give you a way to like get around a subject. Like mm-hmm. there's no skirting around this. It's like they gave Paul gives every example of what love is and is not. Yep. And like, in case you thought you were going to like, just, you know, like, okay, well technically I want the right thing. Nope. No. Cause you were excited <laughs> that something got happened to her. Exactly. She got hurt. Yep. Right. So, you know, I guess we got to wrap this up. We're, <laughs> we're running long now, but, um, I guess we'll do like everyone else does and skip all of the last half of the chapter and go to verse 13, (laughs) right? Where uh, three things that will last forever from the New Living Translation. Is that what this is? Let's go to the NIV because it's more familiar. All right. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love mm-hmm. um so obviously there's so much more we can dive into all of those different topics and that's really what we're going to be doing from every episode henceforth right mm-hmm. so you know our goal is to help reflect the love of god right yeah. uh, elsewhere in the bible it says god is love mm-hmm. right so love is all of these behaviors it's a few that are listed that love is not mm-hmm. right. God embodies all of these. So what mm-hmm. we want to do is try to inject some of God's love into this podcast and help you guys walk that out in your lives and your marriages and your families as well. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully this spreads and, you know, the world is made better because of it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really the goal. So, um, I don't know. You got any final thoughts? No, I love the ending that um, I think I think that went well us talking through like what love is and really dissecting some, um, you know, what patience is and kindness and all that stuff, because it really brings home verse 13. Like when you just read over verse verses four through seven and you don't really study any, um, which we didn't go really deep, but we encourage you guys to do that when you get a chance. Um, But when you don't do that and then you just jump into verse 13 it almost makes love look like a punk. Right. You know what I'm saying? You look mm-hmm. at it like, oh, and above all these is love. Like, right. nah, like, 
Right. Love is dope. Like you gotta really understand right. like what love is. Right. We're supposed to it. be wrapping this up, but it, that's, that's such a good point. Like we, I don't know if it's because hearts are like red and like cool shaped or whatever. Like all the things that we're yeah. kind of conditioned to in society mm-hmm. to make it seem like love is this passive thing that is just like oh Martin Luther King loved everyone and whatever right we talk about things in a way that presents people as though they're punks right right but there's all sorts of different examples of God striking people down in the Bible and riding up with swords and all that right but God (laughs) is also love I'm sorry when you said riding up I was like in a Buick or (laughs) on a horse (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) why would God drive a Buick (laughs) Y'all. <laughs> Yo, if you give saw Jesus together. in the Buick Century, like, what would you think? That's the best they could give him? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That is terrible. Brandon, go I, ahead. That would be the equivalent of a Buick Century. Is it? It's got to be. What's worse? An older car. Like, older. Like, like old, like, old, old, old. Like, but you're just saying like brand. I'm just saying like I mean yeah like of all the brands, like like if you if you tell me a car service is gonna pick me up and they roll up in a Buick, I'm gonna be like, what kind of car service did you order for me? Why would you do that? It's a car. Okay. I'm just like be thankful, but I mean I was just being silly. Like I mean Jesus, like you you're gonna give him like the best. First of all, he would be driving, he'd be flying, like you know. I mean. Perhaps. Okay, now we're going to He close. literally wasn't born in a hospital. And he also wasn't born in a hotel because they wouldn't take him in. So maybe oh, he wouldn't yeah, be yeah. flying or driving. I anything. get what you're saying. I thought you meant like if someone's putting him in a right, car. Right, right. No, I feel you. I'm just saying a Buick would still be wet. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this episode of Real We were Love. trying to end it on we're, like a super spiritual deep note. But then. We're going to. What, what were we t- oh, that's what we were talking about. So, you know, they 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 portray love as this passive and like right. this this whack thing, like, mm-hmm. and that's why so many people view love as a last resort. But love is hard work. It really is. Like, love takes a strong person to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so hopefully we're helping to make you guys stronger yes. and helping ourselves get become stronger as well. Yes. So I think that is a great point to uh, sign off on. Bye. See you next time.